What's up, guys? Welcome to the Prison Podcast. It's your boy, Justin. And it's your boy, Josiah. What's up, guys? We are so happy to be back with y'all. Episode Episode two. two. It is happening here right now, guys. Uh, Guys, we are the Prison Podcast, and here we just want to tell you what we're about. So we came up with the name the Prison Podcast because a prison, when you look at it, it refracts, what a prison does is it refracts white light, and it reveals a whole spectrum of colors on the other side and our goal here on the prison podcast is to reveal to you guys the whole spectrum and the true right. spectrum of who god is right. and we want to be clear we want to be transparent yeah. just like a prism is in this podcast and we want to be open honest transparent right. and we're going to bring the heat today y'all and yes. we're going to be doing that in today's topic on Woo! relationship goals yes. magnificent book michael todd wrote it we got it right here yes. we're going to be talking about chapters one through through three today right. yeah so relationship goals with michael todd it is such a great book um he goes great. into detail on how we can win in relationships and i feel like that's really important not just relationships with a spouse of the opposite sex but relationships within ourselves with god and others like yeah. our family our friends all these other types of relationships and it's such a great novel absolutely so um, it's so good how have you been liking it so far i love it i yeah. mean i've learned so much just by reading chapters one through three specifically we've been going into some details about some things but the book overall is so good he gets the message across so nice and adds humor and all these other things to it that just makes it such a great absolutely book. man i love yes. michael todd we're both big michael todd enthusiasts right and man if you haven't got your copy yet pick it up you can get it like anywhere it's like the best-selling book right now it's been on new york's bestseller for like two or three weeks Woo! This man is speaking some truth in this book. It's so good, guys. And if you don't want to get a copy, that's cool, because we're going to be talking about it today. That's right. For the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about chapters one through three today. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. So, yeah, let's dive right in. Let's do it, man. Chapter one. Chapter one. Taking aim. I want you to talk about the um, things that you got, especially about stereotypical Christians and how this book is the opposite of that. Right. So... For me, I'm a pastor's kid, and Michael Todd, he talks about his experience a little bit of him being a pastor's kid, and, you know, I can relate to him all day on this stuff, and honestly, he gives some, like, cold, hard facts about what it's like being a Christian or growing up in the church and how the church talks about relationships, and, you know, it's funny because he's right. The church, they only address a couple things, you know, whenever they're talking about relationships, one, don't have sex before marriage, right? One. They always say one. that. And that then is. the other one is like, make friends that will have, will be a good influence on you, that mm-hmm. make good decisions. Absolutely. And as far as everything else goes, they don't tell you much else about relationships. Yeah. And this is why I love this book is because it gets down to the nitty gritty. That's right. It gets down to the realness mm-hmm. and it teaches you how to answer those hard questions that sometimes the church or your leaders may not be able to answer. And I love the realness and the authenticity that Michael Todd brings in this book. Yeah, I really love how he goes into detail on how not only do we need to better our relationships with like our spouse or the opposite sex, so say, but also how we can really dig deep into our own hearts and get close to God at the same time and just grow our relationships with other people. It's really like what God wants. And I feel like God really spoke through to through him in this book. And I'm so happy that we're doing this series. And um, so just going right into it, really, I read one of the first verses in the um, chapter one was Proverbs 14, 12. Mm. And he says, there is a path that may seem straight to someone, But in the end, it's the path to death. Wow. 
And I just, when I saw that, I was like, wow, I took, kind of took a step back and really analyzed that verse and put it into perspective with this novel. And, you know, we as humans, we tend to plan our lives out. Yeah. We like to have an agenda. We like to have goals set on where we want to be in our lives. We want to have a girlfriend at this age. We want to be married by this, have kids by that. Right. But in reality, that's not what God wants. Mm. God's already got our agenda laid out for us. Yeah. We really just need to take the time to prepare for that agenda. Wow. And, you know, just reading that and Michael Todd had a great quote. He um, he said, the truth is having a goal without aim is senseless, but having a goal without God is pointless. I'm telling you, this man speaks some fire in this book. Goodness. And just, you know, it's true. If we don't have God in, you know, whatever we're doing, a goal, a relationship, anything like that, it's pointless. Absolutely. Because if us as individuals have a foundation of God, then we need to have relationships and goals that follow suit with that. For sure. So without God, he's not going to put that in his plan. He's not going to put something in your plan that's not with him. Wow. Yeah. So it's pointless. And I just thought that was such a good quote and it spoke so much truth and all this other thing. Yeah. And in this culture today, I feel like People aren't making those goals and they're not taking aim or they don't know what to take aim at. That's right. And Michael Todd goes over this great analogy in the book. He's talking about how sixth grade boys can't aim. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a guy, you know what we're talking about. That's if you're right. a girl, we work with our youth. So <laughs> yeah. you know. If you're a girl, you may not know. But let's just say when boys are going to the bathroom, especially sixth grade boys, yeah. They pee all over the floor. Sometimes they miss the urinal. They miss the toilet. We've been there before. The sticky, gross bathroom (laughs) floors, you know. And the point of it is, is that they're not, you know, one walks in and there's pee all over the floor. And they ask, well, what's the point in aiming? What's the point in in even trying to hit the target, right? And that's how it can be in today's society. You know, people hop into relationships and they're like, well, what's the point of aiming? What's Mm -hmm. the point of making these goals or, or trying to aim at? something in a relationship mm-hmm. because I'm seeing all these other relationships around me and no one else is aiming yeah. they're, they're messy uh, they're sticky they're gross yeah. it's all around us it's surrounding us and people hop into relationships without making these goals or without taking aim that's right and man it is that speaks volumes it, it really does because if we just kind of see what other people are doing and conform yeah we see that mess on the floor and just do it too then we're not helping ourselves for sure i mean we we've all have had experiences or relationships where we didn't take aim in that and we saw what happened you probably had a downward spiral in it i know i have i've had experiences where i went through a goal or tried to do something without a purpose Mm. especially without god Mm. and have just experienced a downfall in myself so yeah definitely we've got to take aim in everything that we do in this chapter is so good on explaining that for us um and he really goes he goes into god's plan so you know talk to us how we need the foundation of god and how that kind of is different versus the cultural views of society today culture's views on relationships are constantly changing that's right they're constantly moving they're never stable mm-hmm. and we see on the opposite side of that god's views on relationships 
are solid rock. Mm -hmm. They're strong foundation. They're stable. And you see these, these two opposite viewpoints on relationships and how they're always, uh, always fighting back and forth with each other. And, you know, it reminds me of the parable that Jesus told in Matthew. And he's talking about, you know, the man that built his house. He built his house on shifting sand. Mm. And when we build our relationships on what culture's views are, those sands are always going to be shifting from underneath our house and our house is going to fall. It's not going to be able to withstand the storm. But when we build our house on solid rock, on the foundation in which God has already laid below us, We're going to soar, man. And yeah. that relationship is going to be able to withstand every every fight, um, every circumstance that happens. It's going to be able to withstand anything. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that when we are going into a relationship, we're viewing it in a godly manner and not the way culture views it. Because yeah. it's always changing rather than God's constant stableness Absolutely in relationships. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we've got to have that foundation of God. Absolutely. If we don't, then culture is just going to take us like a tornado and just tear it all apart. But when we have that foundation of God, he's going to keep us sturdy in whatever storms that happen in our life, whether it's in relationships or anything else in that. So, yeah, I totally agree. That's so good. So good. So when we've kind of understood that, We've got to have that foundation of God. You know, we put him first. He's going to bless us. Yeah. He's going to bless us in whatever we do is when he knows that we made him our foundation. Absolutely. So when we go into the relationship part of things, how do we win in relationship? Yeah, that's a tough question. And honestly, winning in relationships comes when we silence culture. Mm. And we listen long enough to hear the Holy Spirit. Mm. Man, that is so tough when the world is so loud. And sometimes God's voice is so quiet. And that's why it's important to shut everything else out and just listen to the one where we can build our foundation on Absolutely, That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. Chapter one recap. So Michael Todd is talking about taking aim in this chapter. How we as humans need to not lay out our lives and have an agenda. We need to solely rely on God make him our foundation and then trust in him as we grow in our relationships and experiences through life. Mm. So I feel like this was such a great kickoff to this book. Absolutely. Because, you know, talking about, you know, initially we feel like that we are in control of everything when we're not. Mm. God, you know, created us in his image. He has a plan for us, and we need to find that purpose. That's good. So diving in to a purpose, let's talk about chapter two. Yeah, chapter two, man. Before the person. Before the person. So it's crazy because diving into this, he talk, it, it talks about how there were relationships before there were even people on earth. Yeah. The Trinity in itself was three in one, and they had relationships wow. between each other, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they were so perfect that they didn't need us. They didn't need humans, but they showed so so much love that they wanted to make humans. And that's where we see Adam and Eve coming into play. We see that relationships have been going on since the beginning of time and that God doesn't want us to be alone. Right. He wants us to experience relationships throughout our lives. And, you know, you can't win in relationships without God. And so talk to me about how, you know, even though people in relationships, they can be comforting at times, we still need God to succeed in relationships. Yeah. The main point is 
we're never going to succeed in relationships without God, like you said. And humans will never be able to meet our every need like God does. They'll never be able to complete us. And the only person, the only thing in this universe that would be able to do that is God. And that's why a relationship without God, it's going to be incomplete. And it's not going to be enough. And once we start to put another person in the position where God is supposed to be, it's always going to end badly. Mm-hmm. When we start to rely on that person for our every need, for to give us love all the time, to always be reaffirming us, that love is going to fail. It's yeah. not going to last. Yeah. But when we put God in that position, all of a sudden, we're in a much better place. Yeah. <laughs> and God can provide our every need. He can always reaffirm us. He will always love us. Mm, that's right. And we have to rely on God, on the source of love, rather than this love that we see here on earth. Yeah. And that's that's a great thing you said that because we tend, I feel like in society especially, we try to find love in other people. Yeah. We try to find that comfort and affirmation through other people when really we need to find it through ourselves and with God. Mm. And, you know, we're going to be talking about singleness and all that other stuff here later on. But God wants us to know that he is there for us and that before you find that person, you need to find it with him. Mm. He needs to be that first person that you fall in love with. Yeah. Because he already loves you. Mm-hmm. You need to find that love with him. And so, you know, God going back into the beginning of time and how there's relationships, he made Adam and he realized that, you know, you're and it was good and it was good. But there's a part like Michael Todd says in his book that there's a point that God says it is not good. Mm. And what he's talking about is Adam being alone. Yeah. So he makes that person for him. And so Eve was made to start that relationship kind of atmosphere for us as humans. And we know that, you know, they did some things that they shouldn't, like eat the apple off the tree. But at the same time, relationships are supposed to make us better in our purpose. Absolutely. And so going off of that, yeah, going off of that, you know, before God made Eve, he gave Adam a purpose. Right. And that was before the person, right? That's the, that's what this chapter is about, before mm-hmm. the person. So God gave Adam a purpose, and his purpose was to name the animals, you know, to take care of the land, to take care of the Garden of Eden, yep. and to tend to the earth really was his purpose. And before the person, he had a purpose, and then God gave him that person. And through that person, Eve helped Adam to achieve or to fulfill his purpose right. in the end. And when we are in relationships, we need to be seeking another person that will help us, that will push us towards our goal, not away from it. Mm-hmm. We need to have friends. We need to have relationships, whether they're intimate or friendships, We need to have these relationships around us that will push us towards fulfilling our purpose rather than keeping us away from it. That's right. So, you know, you're totally right on that, that we when we get to that point where we're ready for that relationship, we need to know our purpose. So a lot of people, me, myself included, at times have gone, well, how do I find out what my purpose is? So explain how you found God through, you know, your, your troubles and, you know, gotten to where you are now. Do you have like a story where you can, I do. I know, um, there was a time when I was playing college basketball and I, after my first season, I was planning on transferring actually to a school near here. And I found out I was ineligible. God Mm -hmm. put me through that struggle 
of saying you can't play basketball anymore. So I went through a rough time um, with my, you know, with my faith and all this stuff and um, did things that I shouldn't have, you know, like drinking and all these things that um, not a Christian should do. You know, we're going to be hot. We're going to be honest, open and transparent. So I'm going to tell you how it is. Yeah. And at one point, you know, I decided to make a transition and go to a Christian school. Mm. And I feel like that was God calling me back on the track. Mm. He was taking a train that was going crazy all over the place and putting them back on a track on a purpose with, you know, a goal with aim. It had a purpose. And, um, you know, it's just crazy how when you're put in uncomfortable situations, that leads to growth. Mm. Uncomfortable equals growth. Wow. And I'm sure all of us have been through a time where it's been uncomfortable. And then in the long run, you can kind of look back and go, wow, that made me a better person. Absolutely. And I can attest to that even. Like, I think you're completely right. We don't grow until we're uncomfortable and we're in those uncomfortable situations. And for me personally, you know, I started helping out with my youth group a couple years ago and I was like deathly afraid of public speaking. Like I didn't want to get up in front of anybody. Mm. I mean, public speaking can be scary though. And you know, my youth pastor, I I started interning with him and he, he made me, he started, he said, you know what, I think you're ready for this. And I started preaching Wednesday nights just to um, middle schoolers. And it was terrifying, but I did it. I was uncomfortable, but through that process, I grew and that was two years ago. And now I preach monthly and like, I want to be on stage now. It's like, man, I want to be up there and I want to, I want to speak life to these kids. I want to speak God's message to these students. And it's amazing to show, you know, when we get out of our comfort zone, God reveals your purpose Mm. for you. And we can't be stuck in this, in this safe comfort zone of a bubble bubble, yeah yeah we have to go out and be willing to explore and get out of our comfort zones in order for god to reveal his purpose absolutely and as time goes on you're going to experience more and more uncomfortable situations Mm. whether it's through relationships or just experience in itself but you're in the end god's doing this to grow you yeah he's going to put spiritual growth he's going to put mental growth all these different things that are just going to help you be a better person and to find your purpose that god has for you um so going off of that a little bit you know michael todd has this little like progression okay that we should follow that's going to help us in our relationship and it starts off with singleness, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Yeah. Um, you know how we've got to find like wholesomeness through our, ourselves and our heart. And then it goes into dating and, you know, talking off the finding your purpose before your person. You know, you want to make sure through the singleness that you found your purpose. That way you can go into this finding a person. So then after person, he's going into engagement, talking about how, you know, the next step you love someone. You want to put a ring on it. Yeah. Like a thing should have put a ring on. <laughs> I wanted to say that so bad. Yeah. But, um, just like Beyonce. Thank you. Um, but anyways, you go into engagement and you found your person. You have your purpose. You know your heart is full. And then you go into marriage. And that's a big step. Right. Finding marriage with somebody and taking two hearts and turning them into one. Mm. Um, and we also go into that later on in this in this book, talking about marriage. And then I thought it was cool how he talked about love again. You would think that when you marry someone that the love is already there. Usually people are saying, oh, I love you. I love you in the dating stage. Yeah. But we don't see that here. Yeah. And it's crazy how, you know, a lot of it's how this 
line of progression is mixed up in today's society. Wow. Like nowadays you'll see the children first you'll see uh marriage next then you'll find singleness or love it's just out of order and we need to take these broken pieces and put them back together Mm. and that's what's so good about this book is it's going to help us do that after love they talk about children you know you want to have children if you don't want to have children that's fine you know but at this if you do that's a part and step in this progression how we want to teach the people that we raise right. how to live and through Christ and all this stuff. And then uh, it talks about repeating the process. And you're like, how can you repeat the process? It's more of repeating the love aspect with your spouse. Because once those kids leave the house, there's a sense of emptiness. Yeah. You know, they say, you know, they leave the nest. Well, it's true. The nest is empty and it's just you two again. Mm. You know, it's your husband, you and your spouse. And, and, We've got to find that love to recirculate because you've had the kids there to give your love off to. Now it's just you and your wife. How are you going to keep this marriage as close-knit as it was before the children? So I'm very excited to dive into this and That's good. go through all these steps. Yeah. So whatever relational stage we're in right now, you know, whether it's us being single, whether we've been married for 25 years, whether we're having children for the first time, Michael Todd, he says an amazing thing here. He says, don't just be in that stage embrace it give it your all like if you're going to be single be the best single person you can be if you're going to have children be the best father and mother that you can possibly be in that time in your life in that stage during your life Mm. and this leads us to one of the stages this next chapter in chapter three we're going to be talking about one of those stages and it's called the s word man that's like i love that like that sounds kind of like dirty and gross but like when you think of the s word what do you think of I mean, I'm going to be real with you. You think of sex. Yeah. When it comes to relationships, you right. think of sex. But, like, you read the first few lines, and that's not it at all. This whole chapter is on singleness. Plot being single. I love that. Because I was like, oh, no, this whole chapter is about sex. Yeah. It was like, oh, no, it's actually about being single. And I was like, dang, God just put that on my heart right now. Yeah. And, like, man, it it's hard being and looking at that and, and the S word. And it's funny that he called it that, actually, because I think culture really does play it as a bad word yeah they really do and singleness is kind of looked down upon on society as oh i don't want to be single but really singleness is one of the most important times of your life to grow and just because we're saying single that doesn't mean that if you're in a relationship you got to tune out because singleness is within yourself yeah. and you can still better your singleness in a marriage while you're dating mm. or, you know, when you're actually single, because you can always better yourself and grow. You don't need to be legit by yourself to do that. Right. And I think that's what's great because he talks about that in this chapter is how singleness doesn't literally mean that you're single, but only it's the singleness and within yourself to better yourself. Mm. And so... You know, we need to learn to love ourselves before we can love others. Mm, That's hard. And going back to the progression that Michael Todd put out, that's where a lot of things go wrong in today's society. Um, You know, we were talking about how marriages are struggling percentage wise here in the U.S. And it's because we'll take that singleness and we'll put it out of order in that progression. We'll, you know, start dating when we should be working on our singleness. We'll get married when we should be working on our singleness. And it's just crazy how in today's society we kind of skip these steps when really we need to focus on ourselves first. Absolutely. And singleness is all about 
preparing for that next step, mm-hmm. which is marriage. Yeah. And, you know, when we're not getting it right in our singleness, we're not going to get it right in our marriage, most likely. Absolutely. It's going to be way harder, yeah. at least. And, you know, Michael Todd wrote a great thing. He said, our high divorce rate may have less to do with bad marriages and more to do with bad singleness. Mm. Dang, that hits you like a rock, though, mm. doesn't it? Like, the time before, the prep time, is more important than the time you're actually together. That's right. That is... Yeah. Crazy. Michael Todd also brings up being ugly. Yeah. <laughs> you got to love yourself first. Got to love yourself. So, you yeah, we look, at, we look at singleness and we think that's ugly. Yeah. But it's true. It is ugly because you got to love yourself before you can love someone else. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so cool um, how we can look at something that's so negative to society and flip the switch on it as Christians and look at it in a positive way. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, hopefully listening to this podcast that are single and, or even married and are struggling within themselves and can help better their marriage, better themselves and the relationship with God through this. Yeah. So it's such a good part of this book. This was one of our favorite chapters talking about with each other. Absolutely. Um, So I want you to go into this. You were talking about this really well, talking about the Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And this is such a great analogy that Michael Todd talks about. And, you know, this season of singleness, it can seem like it lasts forever. Mm -hmm. And whether it's months, whether it's years, it it feels like it's forever. Really, it does. And Michael Todd put it best. You know, it's like Thanksgiving Day. You know, when we're coming together for that Thanksgiving meal, there's a lot of prep and work and time that goes into that meal. You know, you got to make the stuffing. You got to prep that turkey. Like, turkeys take a long time to make. All the sides, everything together. But when it all comes together and you taste that delicious turkey... Man, it is so worth the wait. It is right. It's that mm-mm, good food and like yeah, finger licking good, bro. It is so good, so worth the wait. Absolutely. And singleness is the same way. When we take that time to really prep and we take that time to get everything ready, oh, we're gonna get that mm-mm, good relationship right. rather than settling for that fast food relationship that's or that right. fast food, you know? Yeah, that's so good. So you're absolutely right, and. I look at this in the long run, too, with marriage and how marriage is a haven for wholesomeness. And if us as individuals don't take the time and prep ourselves to be a whole as one, then how are we going to be able to be a whole with another person? Mm. There's going to be pieces that are straggling behind. We're like puzzles. Yeah. I feel like our hearts and our minds are puzzles. And if we don't have all the pieces and put them together, then how are we going to link with another puzzle? Right. How are we going to connect? We, it's just not possible. And, you know, we need to take that time. Absolutely. To better ourselves. And when we're not taking that time, that's when things like divorce comes in. And that's so ugly. Mm -hmm. Like, that is not a good thing. And Michael Todd, he said another great analogy. And the divorce rate in America is 45%. So about 50-50. Either you will get a divorce or you won't. And he said this great thing. And imagine just, like, getting on an airplane. The pilot comes over the intercom. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, today we have about a 50-50 chance of making it to our destination. How many of us would stay on that plane? No, I would be out too. I'm going. And that's pretty much what divorce is, is there's a 50-50 chance of it crashing or of it happening or of it not happening and you having a successful marriage. And that's why it's so scary and it's so important to have that season of singleness so you can prepare for that time so you don't crash and burn and so you can make it to your destination safely. Yeah, it's not a time of separation. It's a time of preparation. Woo! 
Oof. Singleness is a time where we build ourselves. Yeah. We glue ourselves sturdy. We're that plane. And if we're yeah. a plane that's not prepared right, mm. we're going to crash. Yeah. And we don't want that. We For want sure. that 50% to go, you know, well up to 95 uh-huh. and I'm getting on a plane. So, yeah, it's a time. It's not a time of separation. It's a time of preparation. Absolutely. And I really think that us as all as individuals need to really consider singleness. And don't think that if you're in a relationship, you need to break up with somebody. Mm. Talk about it. Say that you want to better yourself and if in your partner be together and do it together because if you're growing and he or she is growing, then that's just going to build your bond even better and the relationship's going to grow as a whole. So communication is key in relationships right. and it's so important to know how I or how you process information, resolve conflict, receive love and perceive the world around you while it's just you and God. Yeah. It's so important to know that about yourself and not only about yourself, but also with your partner. You know, maybe the way you handle conflict is you're more passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Maybe the way your partner handles conflict is they're more head on. They want to take care of the problem now. It's important to communicate these things to each other so that way you can handle conflict better in the future. Sure. And in that season of single this is where we can start to figure these things out so that way we can clearly communicate to each other how we perceive our thoughts how we handle conflict and how we view the world around us that's right if we if we don't even know how we handle certain situations how are we going to be able to respond when somebody else is doing it right if we don't know how to react to ourselves then how is somebody else going to know communication needs to be at the forefront of all relationships, I feel like. If we can't communicate with each other, then how are we going to be able to understand and know when something's wrong? Mm -hmm. And that's where we see relationships crumbling to the ground is because people can't open up to each other and feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And we just need to know that that communication is essential. Mm. You got to have that. And if you can't understand yourself, then how are you going to understand someone else? True. So in this time of singleness, you know, you're going to talk about the I time. What is, how can we better ourselves with that? In this season of singleness, it's all about the I time. And Michael Todd lays this out so well. It's Mm. all about the three I's. The first I is invest. Invest in what you want to see grow in your life. You know, in this time of singleness, it's so important to invest in what you want to see grow and what you want to see uh, get better in your life. Because in other seasons, it's not always going to be about you or what you want to see grow. You know, in other times when you're married, it may be about what your spouse, what they want to see grow Mm -hmm. or your children, what they want to see grow and helping them invest in those parts of their lives. The second I is imagine. Imagine what you could be tomorrow if you started today. Man, making those disciplines, making those routines. I like that. That it's so great. That's so motivational. Mm. And to start today, imagine what you could do tomorrow. Last I is inspire. Inspire others by using everything you have now to make a difference. You know, whether that's um, whether that's a video that you're making, whether that's a podcast, whether that's a class you're teaching, whether that's a, a group that you're leading at Small church. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All those different things. Absolutely. Use what you have now to inspire others. Even when you're in this time of singleness, you can use that time to inspire others. Absolutely. And in this time of singleness, guys, it is so important to maximize your singleness. Ooh, I like that Maximize too. your singleness. Mm. Get the best out of this time. You know, it may suck. You may be sad some days but 
take advantage of Absolutely. it. You know, flip the switch on this thing and look at singleness as a good thing. Absolutely. And not a bad thing. Tell, tell society to hit the back burner yeah. and enjoy that time of singleness and growing. Enjoy parts. it, man. Maximize it yeah. for sure. This has been a great chapter, dude. Absolutely. And I, you, you had talked about this earlier. It was a saying that Michael Todd said it was, it's not a burden, but it's a blessing. Mm. Yeah. Don't think of this time of singleness as a burden, but think of it as a blessing, right? So like good. Justin said earlier, don't think of it as a season of separation. Think of it as a time of preparation. Mm. This is what's setting you up for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Not a burden, but a blessing. Mm. So good, so man. Good. Yeah, so little recap on chapter three. We talked about the S word, singleness. Yeah. Big thing in this chapter. I encourage you guys to get this book and really dive into this because singleness can mean something totally different for you, for me, and you. It has so many different meanings when we read this book and see who we are as ourselves. Then it kind of goes into how marriages can be struggling right now and how we can better prepare ourselves. It's not a season of uh, separation. It's a season of preparation. Mm. Then, you know, we got that cool acronym of ugly. Yeah. And UCLY, baby. Yep. And then, you know, talking about how patience is important. It brings that mm -mm, good status. It's worth the wait. That's exactly Exactly right. And then how you gave that great analogy with the plane, you know, we don't want to have a 50% chance no. in getting on a plane, but we also don't want that in our marriages and our relationships as well. For sure. Um, and then, you know, again, talking about it's not a burden, but a blessing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a great way to close out this chapter and this episode is that a time of singleness is not a burden, but a blessing. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of it. I strongly encourage you to grow within yourself and with God during this time. I'm so excited for this series, how we've gone through chapters one through three. Next week, we're going into chapters four through six. It's going to be awesome. Heck yeah. And I'm so excited to just learn more in this book, um, grow in our relationships with you guys as viewers and listeners, and, um, you know, just attack this book in this series in general learning about relationships all things relationships that's right so if you guys want to stay up to date with us i strongly encourage you to follow us on instagram at the prism podcast that is also where you can find our link tree to get you two different uh podcasts like websites like apple Podcasts, spotify spotify google podcast even our youtube channel even our youtube channel that's right where you can actually watch this video with us um and we're just so excited to be diving into this series and And we cannot wait for next week. So um, with that, we're going to log off. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you next time. See y'all.